Want to talk about a new movie? Check. Want to talk about an older movie similar or related to that new movie? Check. That's what you can expect from Quality Check Podcast. It's a new podcast on the Studio DNA Network hosted by yours truly, Drew Douglas and Daniel Posey. Every other Tuesday, we'll talk about a new movie and an old movie to see how the film's quality holds up. The Horror Movie Podcast is listener-funded by fans like you at Patreon.com. You can find out more at Patreon.com slash The Horrible Movie Podcast. You're listening to the Studio DNA Network, studiodna.media. guys welcome to the horror movie podcast i'm telling you i'm so excited do i sound excited because i am excited i'm pumped you sound calm i'm do i sound calm yeah oh my gosh i'm so excited i don't want to yell right now should i yell no okay well i'm telling you right now i'm excited because uh phil and i are talking about avengers endgame and here's what i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna give you a warning ladies and gentlemen we are talking spoilers. We are going to talk about this movie. We're going to spoil this movie. So now is your time to turn back. If you don't wish to have this movie spoiled, if you still want to go watch it, which I'm sure you do, if you haven't already, then turn back now. Uh, now you may be listening but to this. But don't forget, come back and listen to this. Yeah, and then come back and listen because we, we, we're going to talk about our thoughts of this thing. Um, it's you know 20 plus movies of Marvel movies, and this is the crescendo. This is the this is the climax, if you will. And we are uh, going to talk about that. And we're excited because we are huge Marvel fans. We're huge uh, fans of what they've done with these movies, and it's this is an epic. This is an epic deal, Phil. So, folks, turn back right now. Here's your chance. Last chance. Trains leaving the station. Okay, it's over now. Here we go. So, Phil, uh, let's do this. Uh, let's regale people quickly with, because uh, this is a long movie and we've got to blast through this, but um, highlights of the um, Marvel Universe up to this point for you. Um, what's your favorite Marvel movie? Um, I really liked Thor Ragnar- Ragnarok a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that's definitely my top three uh, the original Guardians is still up there for me. It's awesome, isn't I, it? I love those movies. Um, I would say Guardians 1 might actually be my favorite movie. It's I, so good. I, the, the space stuff is my favorite stuff. And the soundtrack yeah. is great. Yeah, really good. Ragnarok, you're right on that. That's such a different movie. Absolutely. Yep. Well, without further ado, let's just delve into this. It is time, my friends. It is time for some deets. The details of the movie... Avengers Endgame, directed by Anthony and Joe Russo. The Russos are phenomenal, and I believe it's Anthony 
No, it's Joe that makes a cameo in this movie. Did you know that? Oh, no. Uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, at a, a recovery uh, meeting that Captain America holds. Uh, now, produced now by I Kevin the, Feige. I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh, I, uh, I, I think I read this week that they might be taking a break from Avengers or like anything Marvel. I mean, they've got to have all the money they can want. And then they have to be like ready for something new. Right? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um, so produced by Kevin Feige. Um, and then uh, obviously based on Stan Lee's, uh, Stan Lee's uh, The Avengers. Also Jack Kirby as well. Um, and starring. <laughs> I don't know. I rolled down this list. Ready for this. Starring Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Mark Ruffalo. Actually, yeah, we got a new dog at our house. Uh, you know what his name is? No. Mark Ruffalo, um, Chris Hemsworth, <laughs> Scarlett Johansson, Jeremy Renner, who is awesome in this movie. I'm telling you right now, folks, Hawkeye, awesome in this movie. Uh, Don Cheadle, Paul Rudd, uh, Brie Larson, you see a pattern forming here, everyone. Uh, Karen Gillan. Can I uh, respond to your um, Hawkeye comment? Yeah. I did not like him in this movie. Okay. Well, we, we, we can agree to disagree. <laughs> Wong makes a sighting, and he's played by Benedict Wong. Wow. Did you know that? Um, John Farvro was in here. Bradley Cooper as uh, Rocket Rabbit Raccoon. <laughs> I like how everybody calls him a rabbit. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, jo- uh, Josh Brolin. Joe Brolin. Joe. <laughs> oh, look at old Joe Brolin's in here. Man, and, and then basically everybody else. Anybody else that's ever been in a Marvel movie, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow was really good in this movie. Like, I think it was one of the best showings of her role. Yeah. She, she was really good. Now, um, Natalie Portman makes a odd, weird cameo in this movie. Yeah, she, um, it's so really she's short, back, too. but it's like, and then I'm reading where uh, that was actually just unused footage from Thor Ragnarok, or for, really? from Thor Dark World. Wow. So she really wasn't even in this movie. Um, Interesting. Yeah, kind of weird. So anyway, and basically everybody else, folks. So that's, that's your starting people. Um, I run time. Lar- largest uh, cast ever for a movie, possibly? I mean, it's a big cast <laughs> of, of A-list people. It's bigger than Infinity War. Yeah, I didn't even mention uh, Peter Quill. I didn't even mention Chris Pratt. So, I mean, um, and, and uh, the cast of thousands, folks. I mean, come on. Yeah. Tom Holland. Um, uh, notably, some people were not in the movie, which is maybe obvious at this point, but like Clark Gregg was in, in the movie. That's true. Um, we saw, um, uh, like, not his name, but uh, Nick Fury at the, at, at the very end. At the very end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't have any lines. Um, so, yeah. So, several people that you're used to seeing were not in the movies, yeah. kind of curiously. Um, 181 minute runtime. Very long movie, folks. Go to the bathroom. We went to the bathroom a couple times, so we just did. Budget of $350 million. Uh, that's high. It could have been higher, though, honestly, with all the CGI. And, and- at recording time right now, uh, literally, it's a Saturday, uh, basically two days from when the movie technically came out, um, six hundred and roughly $650 million. That's pretty impressive. Um, pre-sale tickets. Uh, when this thing went on sale, uh, three movie websites shut down. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't handle... The uh, the strain of all the sales. They're saying that it will probably be, um, hit a billion just in its first weekend. A billion dollars. There it is. So, um, okay, very good. There's the deets. Uh, it's time. Let's do some quick thirty second synopsis. It's gonna be as quick as a snap. Um, <laughs> uh, and then it'll be over. So I'm ready. I think my uh, oh nope. We're going. 
We're still we're still alive here. Um, Thirty seconds. Else, I'm going to do this, Phil. I've got a lot of uh, brain power. Okay. I've got a lot of intelligence in my brain, and I bet you that I can do this in thirty seconds. I can deliver on my goods. I don't. Think, I don't even think Bruce Banner could do this in thirty seconds. I'm going to do this. I may. Mean, I may have to do this Paul Huff style and just be like, and they won, Avengers won, <laughs> and they win. Ready. Thirty seconds synopsis. Avengers Endgame. Me go. So, um, the people uh, go to space and they kill Thanos. Thor literally cuts his head off. <laughs> um, literally. I don't know how else to say it. Sorry. <laughs> um, five years later, they're all still sad. They use time travel. Uh, thanks, Aaron Dicer. Uh, and they go through using pin particles and steal all the time stones uh, or all the infinity stones from different parts of time. Uh, and uh, then they end up making a gauntlet out of Stark Tech, and um, Thanos shows up. But then they still they bring all the people back with a snap or two, and uh, they then win. they fight off Thanos. It was about forty five seconds left. Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb and say whatever all of our listeners are thinking right now, which is that it's impossible to do a thirty second synopsis on this movie. It's true. It is true. Oh, uh, you are correct. Little true. Um, man. So many things in this movie. So many things in this movie. Uh, and we are going to start talking about this movie. Let's just start talking about this thing right now. Okay. Um, what do you... Let's just start out right off the bat. Uh, what were the biggest surprises in this movie for you? Uh, honestly, one of the biggest surprises for me was how late in the film that you see... Um, did we say spoilers already? Yeah, we did. again... Okay. Well, I've already done thirty seconds, also, which wasn't, uh, yeah, wasn't a very pretty, good one. Yeah. wasn't a very good one. Okay, but we, yeah, we, we already. I started the show off with a turn back now. Gotcha. Okay. The trains leaving the station, and I, I was gave asleep. them ample warning. So. Okay. Well, you were doing some tech stuff. We had to do a weird setup here for this episode. So. Um. Yeah, I I was surprised at how late in the movie. I mean, it's in the last twenty five minutes of the film, thirty minutes of the film, that you even see Spider Man is back. Doctor uh, Strange. Yeah, Doctor Strange. Yeah, that was a big one. Um, Peter, Peter Quill. Like a lot of people's favorite characters were basically just not in this movie. Like they, right. they just show up at the very end. So. Well, in the core of the main, the original six Avengers. The core right. of them is kind of what this this movie really focused in on. Back to them, basics. On back thing. to basics. Yeah. Well, and wrapping up some things because this is a big wrap up story of this phase. Yeah. And they say Marvel, uh, you know, phase three or whatever. And I think in their minds, like in the Kevin Feige's of the world's minds and that sort of thing, it's phase three. This is in my head. It's more like this was kind of the end of of first phase or like the wrapping up of the main of the first run because yeah. from here on I mean, it's going to be not every movie of the 22 movies have had to do with this specific story like i mean they were they did a bunch of films that didn't even have a single stone in them um but you can kind of see this as one collective saga of like you know they've been acquiring all these very powerful artifacts and stones over the course of these 21 movies and then in 22 in this one it's like you know, it's finally all coming to a head. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this is definitively the end of an era and it's going to have to go into something completely different for the next run of movies. So we'll, we'll we'll see what it looks like next. And and, well, yeah, you're going to see a lot of new, um, characters that are going to be recreated. They're going to completely reboot all the X-Men stuff now that Disney oh, yeah. has its clutches, its Mickey Mouse <laughs> glove clutches around the X-Men. It's going to be great. 
Well, now we can have all the fun. I don't know what you're, what that was a happened. great Mickey Mouse. Impression. Was that pretty good? Yeah, better than Morgan Freeman. <laughs> um, <laughs> Definitely more uh, oh. PC. <laughs> oh, gosh, gosh, Mickey. <laughs> well, what's what's the next man, Mickey? Oh, gosh. <laughs> anyway, um, there's many characters. Yeah, because it. I mean, they were in Fantastic Four. I, I would love to see a good Fantastic Four. Yeah, that wasn't yeah. Just, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people have. A lot, a lot of comics fans definitely have. Um, like at the end of this movie, we're we're you know seeing uh, characters die. Even in the middle of the movie, the characters die, and they're like, they're like, where, where did they go from here? And I was like, they have Fox now. Like they can go anywhere they want. They can do a whole like the next phase of Marvel could be centered on X-Men and Fantastic Four. I mean, it, it, the gates are open at this point. So basically, when we come back uh, from uh, from break, we're going to talk more Avengers Endgame. It's going to be epic. Well, welcome back. We're talking Avengers Endgame. Again, massive spoilers here. Uh, you already know that, though, if you listen to the first part of the show. If you're listening on the radio, uh, we've you know waited a little while to release this episode so you'd have time uh, to listen, uh, or I mean, rewind, to watch the uh, movie, Avengers Endgame. Uh, so anyway, let's, talk, let's talk, start talking about this movie. Um, we basically, after three weeks, so the movie starts out basically 20, 21 days after Thanos has used... Uh, the Infinity Stones that he was able to uh, finally gather up by ripping the last one out of uh, the Vision's uh, metal skull. And um, he uh, uses it, puts it in the gauntlet, snaps, and that then uh, basically destroys half of all life in the universe. Yeah. All half of all life. I was thinking it was maybe just sentient beings, but um, Black Widow makes it pretty clear. She says all living beings, all living things in the universe. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, cra- it's really crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. Uh, half, because because in Thanos' weird warped uh, mind uh, that the universe can s- sustain and the things involved uh, that live in the universe will flourish and uh, they will be able to sustain life much better, which is really weird that he decided this and that he spent his whole life basically working <laughs> up to this. What a what a weirdo! He's a weird guy. He's a pretty weird guy. <laughs> um, so basically, then um, Tony Stark is in space. Uh, he and Nebula have formed a quite of a bond because they were left um, on Titan, on the old Titan, which is the uh, which is Thanos's old planet that he first destroyed. And they're left there. They repair their ship, but then they run out of energy out in space. Um, Carol Danvers just shows up, Captain Marvel. Yeah, and by the way, before the before she shows up, he's like talking to the helmet, which is really Pepper Potts, and he's leaving her messages and stuff. Like already, the movie's already starting out like really touching, like really emotional. Yeah. You know? um, Were you amazed at the uh, CG stuff that made him look so skinny? Yes, and I, I wasn't sure if I was the only one that no. was noticing that. But no, he looked really... They, he, they he, did a good job. Yeah. He probably hadn't eaten. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He oh, hadn't yeah, had yeah, much yeah. food. He was wasting away, for sure. Yeah he's, yeah, he's on his way out, and they were about to run out of oxygen, which I don't think that Nebula... Does Nebula need oxygen? I mean, I don't... No, because like when he's starting to fade out of existence, like he's like starting to close his eyes. He's like, okay, this is eternal sleep time. She just walks off. Like She, just, she doesn't even look phased by it. Yeah. Um, so... Basically, then Captain Marvel saves them, flies their ship back to Earth, 
But in the same vein, like she then shows up, and I, I think you're left to know that the Avengers that are on Earth, they know about Captain Marvel. They don't act surprised to see her. Um, they've we had they don't the, know her though. Like, but, but well, but we but she's met them when she showed up after Fury, and when the when the snap happened twenty one days before this, uh-huh. and. They all, everyone faded into the, ex, faded out of existence. Fury, Fury hits the uh, pager. Yeah. That gets her to come to Earth. Well, then she shows up on Earth. Where, you know, where's Fury? Okay. And so they have met her. Okay. That, okay, I forgot about that. But you're led, which is really weird that they did that with a, a post credit scene from a movie, and that's how you, and that's how you're able to. That, that's how you're. You have to know that to know that. Okay, they know who she is already right yeah i mean some of the characters definitely hadn't met her like uh thor thor's line thor, of like, I, I like this one but, but that was a, that was in this scene though right. after she'd come back at that point it's really weird it was that was weird because that seemed like he had just he was just meeting her i and, don't know and, and he probably did right because he was off world when when all the when the snap happened no thor was thor was in wakanda Oh, that's right. Yeah, they, they I, I don't know. Like, there's some there's some weird funky stuff that happens in this movie. Uh, we'll get to the end and the Spider-Man stuff in the end. That that that's a, that's the other part that I'm just like, I get it, but I don't know. Anyway, uh, Spider-Man movie's coming up pretty soon here. Dude, I can't actually. wait. So I can't wait. I'm I'm actually looking forward to that to get some explanation about all this stuff. Oh yeah, and I, I'm I'm very excited about like they haven't they've been very careful about not releasing any trailers for that movie. Like all the stuff that we're going to know leading up to that movie is going to be found out in the next couple months because yeah, they've just been holding off on it. Yeah, um, unless that movie actually happens before. No, you you got to the, Avengers. There's Infinity a there's War. a scene at the end of Endgame where you see him walking the halls of um, Queens High School or whatever. Yeah, but he he'd does. be like 20 years old. Technically, it's five years after. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. That, that was the part that I was just like, "What?" I, I didn't understand. think about that. Well, I guess maybe. But he has. But he, he went away. High school. He hasn't. No, I know. They got to bring him back. What do we do in schools? I don't know what we would do. <laughs> the school I work, I'm not sure what we would when do if a kid that I, had literally disappeared from existence for five years, yeah, and then just shows up. And he, to him, it's just like. So let's say he's a 21 year old attending high school. Like, um, well, you can't. I, I'm assuming you, that this movie, uh, Far from Home, is that what it's called? Far yes. from Home is going to take place after the events of Endgame. Assuming, it has to. Maybe he's done some correspondence courses and some online. <laughs> you know, uh, Western Governors University is a great place to study <laughs> and a great place. You can do everything online, Peter Parker. We would love to have I got, you come down. I got down. my degree in my underwear. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Anyway, so they um, go into space, get uh, Tony Stark, Nebula, they bring him back. Um, they meet up with Steve, with, with uh, Captain America. With uh, Professor Hulk, with uh, Natasha Romanoff, with actually no, you don't meet Professor Hulk yet. Uh, it's Bruce Banner at this point. Rocket, uh, Raccoon, and uh, Thor, who is not pudgy yet. So and, good, and Rhodey. <laughs> um, basically, then Carol Danvers says, "Okay, well, I'm headed out," and they're like, "Where are you going?" He's, she's like, "I'm going to go kill Thanos," and I, she's just going to fly into space. She is super powerful. Like you forget how powerful oh, she yeah. is. Basically, Superman. 
Uh, that was another one of my big surprises from the movie. Now that we're on the uh, subject of her, uh, I really thought she was going to be in this movie a lot, like throughout every scene of the movie. She was out doing work in space. Yeah. Like you see her at the very beginning and then at the tail end of the movie and that's it. She was not in anything in the middle, like the middle two and a half hours of the film. She was nowhere to be found. She didn't time really travel. Weird. She didn't time travel. Then she, no, like basically she says like, I'm going into space and they're like, okay, well we got to work as a team. And then the next time you see her is that holographic, where they check in yes. with Black Widow. Yes. And then you that's the last time you see her for two and a half hours. So weird. She, she comes in at the very end to wreck that ship, which was an awesome scene. Yeah. But I was like, man, like I, I, we just watched Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel's still in theaters. There's a lot of Captain Marvel hype. And then they barely even put her in the movie. It was weird? really weird. It's really weird. Yeah. Um. So they basically then say, no, well, let's go into space as a team. Uh, let's go get him. She does a, she, they get to this planet. It's called the Garden. Uh, it's actually a planet that he's terraformed using a snap, using the snap, and also in that snap, he also destroyed. We find out, spoiler alert, that he destroyed the Infinity Stones, and that's a big part of the movie. Yeah, because these guys, their plan was that we're going to go kill Thanos, we're going to cut his hand off, and then we're going to use the gauntlet to snap everybody back into existence. I, I don't think that hardly anyone was calling that Th- Thanos dies in the first twenty minutes of the film. Yeah, like that was really. Like when, once you get to that scene where it's like, hey, the, the stones aren't here. I destroyed them already, and they're like, okay, well, we're here, here to kill you. And he's like, do what you got to do. And then his head's laying on the floor, and then they go, okay, now what? Now what do we do? I'm like, well, that that, that was a good movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's all head out. You know. Yeah, and it's like, and so then <laughs> you get the graphic. Basically, they go in, and he's just there, and I think accepting, like Phil said, he's just accepting his fate. Um, he's destroyed the Infinity Stones, and then Thor comes in. Cause he's mad. Like all these people are so upset with him and how how he's done things because he's killed off all these friends of theirs mm-hmm. and half of obviously half the universe. There's a lot of you know, and then um, basically uh, Thor kills him and that's it. Cue to the graphic. Five years later, uh, some random storage unit in San Francisco and a rat. Uh, we're not. Well, reports are not in yet. Is this Master Splinter? Is the question. <laughs> Is there a is there a crossover? This rat uh, that saves Scott Lang and ultimately saves the whole universe. And seriously, so when this when this happens, the rat literally steps on one button okay. on the, on this this magic time machine or not yes. uh, quantum realm thing. So like when that happens and it starts lighting up and it's, it's like it's like oh it's powering on. I literally audibly said to Grant who is sitting next to me, um, I, I said no. Like, is he going to come it back because was, that rat stepped on that thing? It was literally okay. So here's <laughs> let's set the scene up for you, folks. If you haven't seen it, if you like spoilers, so um, there's a van. And it's the La Cucaracha van, that, and I only say that because whenever the horn blows, <laughs> I don't mean anything by. I'm just telling you right now. That's literally the song that plays. Yeah. Whenever it happens, um, that van is in storage. It was just sitting there on a rooftop of a, of a uh, parking garage, uh-huh. and that's where they the snap happened. Um, the Pims all disappeared. It's basically like impounded. Yeah, and Scott Lang is stuck in the quantum realm, and they basically impounded it, and then it went there. And what's the actor's name that was there on the impound lot? The, the, the oh, Ken, Ken Jeong. Yeah, okay. So Ken Jeong is in this movie, <laughs> but says nothing. <laughs> like, it was really weird. That was, that was a weird choice. I thought you didn't say something funny. Yeah. Or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was waiting. He's for a, a really funny moment. actor yeah, and a yeah. comedian. Yeah, like really funny. Yeah, and 
Uh, I bet he just begged to be in this film. He's just like, just put me in there. Hey, I don't, you want to roll in this film? And he's like, yes. I, I'll, I'll even do it without any lines. Like, just put me yeah, in the film. There you go. He got his wish. <laughs> so he comes out of the quantum realm because literally a rat nibbled on a wire on top of the van, like, like on the actual uh, time, tra- well, the quantum realm unit that sent him into the quantum realm. And it somehow fired it up. That was the. There were two dumb parts of the movie for me, and this is we we've just hit number one. So, um, yeah, I, like my first question as I was watching that scene I was like, nobody pushed that button. Like they impounded this vehicle, drove it all the way, or how, towed it, or however they got it there, and no nobody was like, hey, I wonder what this does, or if this thing's functional. Like nobody touched any buttons on that thing. It's really weird. I, it was an odd choice for such a serious film. Like that was like a a, a very much. Uh, you know, just accept it, just go movie with it. Movie for movie sake. Yeah, exactly. Because of movie. So, um, Scott Lang comes out, and he is entering a war. He, to him, it's been seconds that he's been in, basically. Like, minutes, seconds, five hours. whatever. Five hours. Yep. That he was in the quantum realm. In real life, it was five years. And now, the world is decimated. The world that he is walking around in is like something from The Walking Dead. Um, houses abandoned. Uh, things are left in shambles. They're just ruined everywhere. Um, he goes where first? We then segue. He walks around a long time, um, but he, then we then segue. Uh, he goes to his house looking for his daughter. To his house looking for his daughter. He finds his daughter. She's five years older. It's so weird. And he's, he says, "You've gotten so big." Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> and um, so they're there, and then uh, segue to the to Tony Stark and Pepper Potts. They have a child, a five year old daughter. Yeah. Named Morgan. And uh, so he's moved on with his life after the whole thing. Oh, by the way, I left this part out. He and Captain America, whenever he gets back from space, are not on good terms. Yeah, it's still like you can tell the remnants of the Civil War thing between the two of them is is not fully resolved. He makes the comment about wanting to put... Yeah, and, and I mean, maybe you're going to say this, but yeah. like, uh, he he gets very much in his face about like, hey, we we lost the battle with Thanos, and you weren't there. Like, you know, where were you at? We could have used you. You know. Yeah. So he's pretty upset. Well, and he um, he basically wanted to put a uh, what did he say? A protective a shield around the Earth, basically, to protect the Earth from this sort of thing. And he couldn't get Captain America to buy into it, which is kind of a stretch because that was kind of a bum deal. Like the uh, what, what was it? The Sokovia Accords thing mm-hmm. from the previous movie. That right. wasn't that wasn't very good. Anyway, well, not the previous movie from Civil War Two, from Captain America: Civil War. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Captain America Three. Yeah, there have been three Captain America movies. Yeah, wow. Time I mean, flies. most people consider Civil War to be like an Avengers, Avengers type movie because yeah, like everyone's point, in it. It's like Avengers two point five. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then basically, uh, oh, okay, here we go. So Scott Lang uh, goes to the Avengers compound. Basically, then says, "Look, hi, hi. You've seen this in the previews. If you've seen this, mm-hmm. he's like, hey, it's me, Scott Lang. Remember me? I was, you know, we met at the airport that one time.'" One of my favorite lines from the trailer is not in this film. It didn't make it to the film. Oh, really? Yeah, in the trailer, he's he's saying like, hey, it's me, Scott Lang. Can you buzz me in? And they, they cut that line from the movie. It's not in the film. Well, he um, he's really funny. Yeah, I, I like Scott yeah. Lang. So he um, he comes in and he starts describing how he got out of this how the quantum realm. And, you know, it's a lot like time travel. I started out here and then I'm, you know, 
you know, I was only in for like five hours, but here it was actually, here was actually, you know, five years. I think maybe maybe someone could figure out how to make this work as time travel. So they automatically were like, let's go talk to Tony Stark. And so Captain America and uh, uh, Natasha, uh, Black Widow, and uh, Scott Lang go to Stark's great cabin. I would love to have a house like that by the lake, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, it was What nice. a beautiful place. Yeah. And um, he's very reluctant. He's just very reluctant because he likes his life as it is. Well, that's the big thing. And, and and that's what I really appreciated about the movie was that they gave him like a legitimate, like a, a reason that I understood as I was watching the movie. I was like, you know what? I'd probably be the same way as him. Like I've got my, I still got my wife. I, I got my kid. I, my life's good. Like his, yeah, his, he had actually. He had a, no reason to risk anything, the, but, even though they did. Yeah. The only thing though, he started it because he's Tony Stark and his, he can't shut his brain off. The only thing that drove him uh, to maybe look into finding out a way to time travel, they wanted to time travel to, to find the Infinity Stones and collect them before they were needed or before they were gotten by Thanos, basically, and uh, make his own gauntlet, essentially snap everybody back into existence and make it right. He was afraid, one, that his daughter who he'd lived with for five years, and it's his daughter, and this life he had with Pepper would be gone. Mm-hmm. And But then the other thing that he just remembers Peter Parker disappearing. Yeah, Peter And is, he remembers yeah. what he did. Basically, he brought Peter Parker along in this world, uh, and then Peter Parker basically died. Maybe I, not because of him, but kind of. I, mean, I do love their relationship between Tony and, and Peter. It's, like it, It's almost a father-son. Yeah. Yeah. And so... Basically, his technology is funny because it was like <laughs> he was like, well, "Let's try this random shape thing." It's like this made-up science. <laughs> it make like, it like a Mobius strip. <laughs> oh, that worked. Oh, that worked. Oh, <laughs> it's like like this made-up science for science's sake, you know, <laughs> yeah. like for movie sake. And uh, but he's such a genius, and you've seen him do this so many times in other movies. You just like, yeah, I'm sure you can figure it it's out. It's the equivalent of the doctor in a TV show, like when they're when they're doing the doctor stuff yes. and they're just saying these lines that are like these made up, like, like <laughs> medical lines. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so then it's like, you just, Oh, it's Tony Stark talking about science stuff, <laughs> talking about technology. He understands it. So anyway, um, so they basically, then he figures it out. He talks to pepper. Look, I think I figured out how we can travel in time. And, um, I don't know if I, I just want to bury it. Bury it, you know, in the ocean. Because I don't want I don't want to ruin our life. And then basically she's the one that says there's a lot of people that are hurting and there's a lot of people you could help. So um funny funny thing is that I basically they've all moved on thinking Tony's not going to help them. So uh Bruce Banner, um Bark Ruffalo, uh <laughs> and uh Professor Hulk, basically, at this point. Which, they don't explain why he's Professor Hulk, by the way. That was one thing I was like, I'd like to know why. Yeah. Like, what happened. Right. They, they didn't, did they? No. I mean, they. I mean, he basically, he explained to them about how he, um, like, had, had overcome his, you know, the, the dumbness of being Hulk and had retained all of his knowledge and stuff like that. But they didn't actually describe, like, what what it was that actually made that possible, which I, I guess I was okay with because I was kind of like, you know, we're got a lot to cover in three hours. Right. So, 
And they, um, the thing with, when we say Professor Hulk, I literally mean it's the Hulk's body, but he has Bruce Banner's intellect. mental intellect. Yeah. And fun, and like funny ideas and that sort of thing. So, anyway, uh, folks, when we come back, we're going to finish talking about this. We've got a long way to go. Yeah, Short time we do. to get there. We're, not, we're going to get there, we're though. We're not making good time. It's going to be great, though. We're going to be all right. <laughs> See you in a second. Richard Serrett is a regular guest host on Coast to Coast AM, the most listened to late night radio program in the world. And now you can hear Richard on his own podcast, Conspiracy Unlimited, three days a week. You're going to get political intrigue, subterfuge, conspiracies, the paranormal, UFOs, alternative energy, Bigfoot, and much, much more. New episodes drop every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Conspiracy Unlimited, following the truth wherever it leads. Listen and subscribe at conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com. Guys, welcome back. And we're talking today about Avengers Endgame. Uh, again, spoilers abound. We have tons of them. Uh, we are talking uh, here with uh, producer Phil and I, recapping it. Basically, we've gotten to the point in the film where they have now figured out that they need to uh, travel in time to collect uh, the Infinity Stones from prior times. Uh, Professor Hulk, Bruce Banner... And Which we're calling him that, but they never call him that. They, in that that's in the co- in the comic book. That's what he's basically right, called right. at this point. So um, he's trying to figure it out. There's a hilarious part where he's tra- sending Scott Lang. He's going to try to do a time a, tra- a trial time travel thing. He sends him back, and he comes back as a baby. No, no, as a, a like a, a teenager, yeah. 10, 11, 12, 13 year old. And then he comes back as a old man. And then he comes back as a baby, and then he comes back as himself. That, and then that was the top three funniest moments for me. I, I was laughing a lot. Throughout. It was pretty funny. Yeah. And then uh, Tony Stark shows up and goes, "You guys, I've already done this." <laughs> he said, "He said, let me guess, you brought him back as a baby." <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. That was really funny. <laughs> and so then, um, so then he helps them figure it out. They use <laughs> his his responses, amongst other things. Yeah. They have to, and they use. Uh, they have to use pin particles. They make these cool white suits for everybody to travel, which you've probably all seen these in the previews and that sort of thing. And uh, those suits basically keep them. Uh, they keep the pin particles uh, in the quantum realm from destroying them or that them getting lost in the quantum realm. And then um, they only have so many pin particles. That was another because movie type Dude. of thing. Like, like, like Dude. we only have so many guys. We can't do it. They could have traveled in time, which they eventually do travel <laughs> yeah. in time yeah. again to go find more. To get more. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then like, here's it's, it, it is the uh, genie in the bottle thing. Oh. Like, like my first wish is I'm just going to wish for infinite A trillion wishes. wishes. Yeah. <laughs> here's the thing though, too. It's like, it's like this. Any, anytime you do a, a time oh, travel movie, you're going to be yes. able to poke all kinds of and holes. And the time in travel part of it, while it solved and helped and figured out a lot of issues to get your heroes back, then they would shut it down when they're like, oh, we can't bring this person back now. Can't do that. Mm-hmm. Why? Like, <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah. Anyway, we, we would wrap this up. But um, so then they travel through time. They have uh, basically they go to a point in time in New York in 2012 where three 
Count them. Three of the three of the stones are in New York the same time. Yeah, I literally love, the I, same time. I loved that. Like that they were able to figure that. That out. was smart. Then they have to go. Um, then they send another team to uh, Vormir uh, to find uh, the soul stone. Right? The soul. No, that's all. Yeah, that's the soul stone. Um, and then what was the other the other place? I'm gonna get this wrong. Morag is the other one. Yeah. Uh, and then so they send a team to Vormir, and that is only uh, Hawkeye and Black Widow. And remember, Vormir is where Red Skull is at, and he's keeping the Soul Stone. And there has to be a trade off. These two don't know that going into it. They right. don't fully understand that. Right. I mean, they had an idea because Gamora didn't come back. Whenever she went to that yeah, place, they, they thought maybe something would have to be done there, but they was they weren't sure. Right. Um, on on uh, what was it? What did I say that other one was? These great names for places. Ooh, it's a G word. G word. No, no, M word. Morag. Um, Nebula and Rhodey show up there. Right. Um, they've got to basically stop Peter Quill from getting it. And then in that Guardians, like you said, the very first Guardians movie, the very first thing you see Peter Quill do. Is he does his little dance thing, yeah, to come and get your love, and he's you know dancing around, I lo- kicking I lo- those rats. The, the the part where he's he's singing, and you're not hearing the music. It's just it's just him singing. It's perfect acapella. It was yeah, so great. It's perfect. Yeah. And so then, um, so then they uh, they go there. They find. What- By the way, I, I should have said this at the beginning. I I love how the movie has recap of the, all the previous films during the film like it wasn't like a previously like in the first two minutes previously on the avengers it was like we're just going to recap these films throughout the entire time traveling sequence yeah. i thought that was a really smart yeah. way to do which it. was a good homage to all those movies oh too, yeah without it being heavy-handed of like some clip show thing. I, and it, it was it's very aware of itself like they mention like what like 18 different time travel movies including yeah. back to the future several times yeah. throughout the movie and they're and and they're and that's good that they did that because um, there are Back to the Future moments where, like, Marty's seeing Marty. You know, it's, it, and it he's was like that freezes kind of, up. It was yeah. that kind of thing, yeah. Well, okay, so um, the Soul Stone is on Vormir. They have to go there. The Power Stone is the one that uh, Peter Quill steals. Uh, and basically, uh, they st- stop Peter Quill, then they go steal it. Well, the problem is, the big, the big, big, big deal here um, is Nebula. And this is actually, this was actually really smart. I thought this was very smart. Because her technology synced up yeah. with the technology. Oh, oh, you guys can hear the train in the background. Uh, I love it. Um, but her technology synced up with her current, which was the 2014 version of herself. Yeah. And the two technologies synced up, and the 2014 version of her was with Thanos. And so then all of a sudden, she has this projector thing that comes out of her eyeball. And sends this memory or whatever, this information. It's really weird. It, it was a really clever way. You said it was smart. A clever way to let Thanos in on the plan. Yeah. Uh, without it being like heavy-handed or weird. Like it was really smart to say like, hey, he just finds out because Nebula is connected to Nebula. So right, and it, and it and it made a lot of sense. Yeah. And you as a you as a person who understands technology and, and computers and everything else. No. I mean, they're basically no, that, networked that, together because yeah. of their tech, yeah. And it made sense. Like, in a real world, that would make sense that that would happen. Yeah. Um, basically, then, uh, the group that goes to New York, there's three Infinity Stones there. Uh, Hulk has to talk to the 
Ancient One? Ancient One. Ancient yep. One. And you said you really liked her character being in this movie. Yeah, I mean, that scene, the scene between the Ancient One and Bruce Banner, uh, basically explains the entire movie. So, like, if you got up and went to the bathroom during that scene, you were probably lost for the rest of the movie. Mm. Like, that was a very crucial scene to kind of say, explain the di- divergence in the timelines. Like, yeah. they actually kind of drew it out, like, you know, um, through CGI and everything yeah. of, like, okay, this main timeline is going to go straight, and then this uh, divergent timeline goes north above it. And, you know, we're going to borrow the, t- and, and like how Bruce was able to bargain with her and say like, yeah, okay, yes, you're right that we will screw you guys up if we take the time, the stones away from you, but we'll bring them back at the end of the mo- movie. That way we don't kill off billions of you while saving billions of us. So I love that conversation. It was one of the best ones in the whole film. Um, and I'll come back to that in one second. The, uh, Captain America is able to get the mind, the mind stone. Is the one he's able to from get. her? Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. She he oh, she I'm has sorry. the soul stone. No, she doesn't have the soul. No, stone. No, no, no. Stop, 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 stop. She has the time stone. Yeah, time stone. Yeah. Captain America gets the mind stone by faking being a Hydra agent. That was so very good. inside uh, baseball on the when he says "Hail Hydra" to the Hydra people. He knows are Hydra agents. You didn't really know it at the time in those movies. Right. But then he's is, is in there. And then in the comic book, there was a whole run. Yep. And everyone made a big deal out of it, which was really funny, like now. Like the in the in the comic book, oh Captain America's a Hydra agent. And like there would be a news story. It's like this weird, like that's comic books. Like, it was a great nod to both the previous films and comic book. Comic books. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then back to the ancient one and time travel, that, that conversation you were talking about is the only chance this movie had to explain <laughs> their model for time travel. Right. And it did not do, it did not go well. I, I it does not hold up. No. And, the, and some of the things that happened in this movie. So I'll talk about one at the very end. <clears throat> yeah. And then, um, and then the big failure was, uh, the space stone gets in the hands of Loki, uh, also in New York, uh, Stark and uh, Scott Lang fail. Basically then, oh, Steve Rogers and uh, Tony Stark decide, you know what we can do? We're going to travel in time. Because I know where, I know in 1970, they were holding the Tesseract basically uh, in S.H.I.E.L.D. We're just going to travel there. Also, while we're there, we're going to steal some PIM particles because Hank Pym worked there too. <laughs> Well, we we don't have we only have one shot. Now we can just steal more pin particles. Yeah, that I did, was. I did kind of like the one way tripness of that. Like, uh, you know, we'll go back and steal pin particles so we can get back to business. Um, but it was kind of um, like, why didn't you just do that in the first yeah, place? Yeah, why didn't you do yeah. that in the first place? <laughs> and and that's this movie runs in the time travel aspect runs into that a lot. Um, Rocket and uh, Thor go to Asgard to get the Reality Stone. They have to use this thing to suck some of the uh, ether out of uh, Jane Foster because she remember she was infected mm-hmm. in Thor: Dark World, um, and Thor has a great conversation with uh, his mom. By the way, I forgot to mention this: five years has passed. Right, like we said, Thor has just basically drank and eaten himself completely out of shape. That was one of my best character change um, moments. He's just, he's got some extra weight folks. Just going to say that when he's playing like, um, Fortnite and like, just like basically living in his mom, oh mom's gosh. basement. Korg, I, by I, the way, Korg I was makes it. Yeah. I was laughing so hard. Korg, who's like a rock monster alien. Yeah. 
uh, and his little <laughs> worm friend or whatever he is. They're, they're basically hey, like, how's it going? Hey. They're basically just, you know, playing drunk Fortnite constantly. Because that's all they're doing. <laughs> so great. Sitting around. <laughs> and Thor at one point yells through a headset at some yeah, kid, I'm so going to fly to your house. I, I think that where the Thor comedy is at its strongest is when you see uh, this ancient, I mean, Thor is over a thousand years old, mm-hmm. and but he's got like a like a PlayStation headset on and like gaming with his friends and stuff. That stuff just, I, it just leaves me in stitches. I love it. So, um Nebula, present day Nebula gets captured by 2014 uh, Nebula and then taken to 2014 Thanos, who then interrogates her, copies her memories. Um, Also, Gamora is working for Thanos at this point uh, in 2014 version. And so basically that brings Gamora back into the fold. That brings that character back. She doesn't have any of those memories, obviously, because she wasn't from that timeline basically or time period i don't know how to even describe it because this movie does so so many weird things with time travel um and with time in general uh they collect the stones uh, nebula eventually does uh win actually oddly win over gamora gamora helps her um escape from her her being a captive and then they um but then she how does she get double crossed with her sister because, no, she doesn't get, they don't, she gets caught again, Nebula does, and her sister uh, takes on her identity and travels back to the future <laughs> with um, the rest of them. She's basically basically a mole now. Yeah, and yeah. so she's working on the other side. So, um, they, all they get all the Infinity Stones, but it uh, at, a, at the cost of... Um, Black Widow had to sacrifice herself. Yeah, can we talk about that scene? Yes. That, that was a pretty heavy scene. Yeah, they had to go get the Soul Stone. This was the tough one. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, I just, I, I like the dynamic of the two of them. I thought it was a little weird because, um, like, Red Skull says, like, you know, you have to give up what you love the most. I was like, wasn't Hawkeye married? Like, he had, like, a wife and kids and stuff like that. But I, anyway, I guess he likes, he, he loves Black Widow more than his wife. But, um, like, there was this really cool thing where they were like basically fighting each other about who was going to sacrifice their life, mm-hmm. which I thought that was really meaningful. Um, I think it went on a little too long. Like when they went over the edge together and then they were like, you know, hanging and and he's just like, you know, Oh man, you made me, you know, you're going to make me drop you or whatever. Um, I, I thought I felt like it was a little too long at that point, but um, I did love seeing the two of them together, basically fighting, each other for you know sacrificial right type right. of thing. So it was interesting. Um, and so uh, their fight scene was really good, though. It was good, it was really and, good. and you got to see like their 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 quickness, like how they like just in a flash they can make you know make a decision that's gonna you know knock someone off kilter type of thing. So it was oh, cool. By the way, she had to go retrieve him from like basically Japan at one point. He'd been going all over the world taking out like drug cartels. And the uh, I don't know bad Japanese gangsters in this situation or something. Yeah, I think I think and we he, disagree on on like the character. Like I, I didn't like I didn't like him as much. He to me he was too dark. Like he was killing people. Right, um, but that's what here's 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 why I liked him because yeah. he got to take on that Ronin character, which that's kind of the character from the right, comic books. Right. Um, and actually, that's the character that he is playing in the comic books whenever whenever Secret Invasion happens. Yeah. He's Ronin, like a, yeah, Ronan. He's like, like a samurai, basically. Yeah, yeah, and so that's pretty cool to me. Yeah, I, I liked the um, 
the the action, the combatness of, of he, his role. Yeah, he doesn't care to kill. He will kill. Yeah, I, I felt like he went a little too over the edge dark, but um, whereas all the other characters either just enjoyed life or, um, you know, just kind of, you know, uh, went into remission with their sadness and stuff like that. I felt like he got like really aggressive in murdering. And now, granted, he's murdering like bad people, but yeah. um, he's kind of like a... Um, you know, uh, renegade type type character, and I, I felt like it went a little too far. But uh, I did like his combat, his new combat abilities that we got to see that we hadn't seen before. Um, so the the uh, I almost rolled out. Um, the uh, basically they've got the Infinity Stones in present day, and now they've made it through, <coughs> and then um, they get all the stones together. Uh, Tony Stark has made this uh, Infinity Gauntlet out of Stark Tech that's going to house all these things. He gets it all put together, and just about the time that they're about ready to be able to maybe use it and that sort of thing, they've decided who's going to use it. Hulk is the only one capable of actually surviving re- surviving it, which actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It, because, oh, by the way... It's it, talked about gamma, gamma rays. Yeah, and because that, that's what it produces, basically. Thanos, when he used it twice, it literally about killed him. Like his whole, right. his his arm, his right arm is all uh, atrophied and like scarred. His face is kind of scarred. It's, yeah, it's a rough rough scene. So you know that Hulk, who can heal up and who's really durable, um, and is the most durable of all of them, really, he can uh, handle it if anybody can. They're about ready to kind of go that direction, and then uh, he doesn't. Does he snap at that point? The Hulk? When does he snap? Later in the movie? Yeah, the I mean, the, like when he brings everyone back. Is that yes. what you're talking about? Right. Yeah, that's at the end of the movie. No, because he does it, and then he does it. He snaps, and uh, Ant Man walks over to that window after there's that flash, and looks out, and it's like, so oh, that's right, that yeah. World. yeah. And then Hawkeye so, checks his phone. Yeah, yeah I forgot about so that. So he snaps. Hawkeye's phone rings. It's his wife. Oh, by the way, Hawkeye is is incensed in killing people uh, early in the movie because his, his whole family was eradicated by Thanos. So he's, he's lost it, you know? So anyway, Hawkeye's phone rings. It's his wife and everything seems like it's back to normal. However, remember Nebula from 2014 is evil. She wants to please her father. So she's been uh, basically a mole, like you said. And uh, she somehow, again, this is a question mark is able to bring Thanos and his ship through the time portal thing they've they, the, the Avengers used. Yeah, I I guess they've retrofitted their their technology with new technology to get through this portal. Yeah, they literally go into the quantum realm to yeah. time travel to that that time. Yeah, um, and, and that's never explained. Well, and um, here's what I will say, uh, radio people. I'm gonna wrap it up real quick for you, and then we're gonna continue on. Huge fight happens. Thanos is there. Um, Captain Marvel destroys her ship, or destroys their ship. Uh, Thanos has a big fight trying to get the gauntlet back. He snaps. He actually gets the gauntlet back after a big fight between all the people that have come back. Spider Man's there. Uh, Captain, or not Captain, uh, Doctor Strange is there. Uh, and then they fight their way uh, to the point Thanos gets it, snaps it, but in that second, uh, Tony Stark had taken off the uh, gems and snapped it on his own gauntlet. He dies. The end. (laughs) Captain America shows back up, but he's old Captain America. It's crazy. 
radio there's, people. There's a lot more than We'll happens. see you soon, radio people. <laughs> Podcast people, stick around. Um, yeah, I think that one of the craziest moments, and there were a couple of really crazy moments, like breathtaking, take your breath away moments. Uh, one of the first ones in this last 40 minutes that we're discussing, which is the biggest part of the film, obviously, um, was when they just start raining down missiles on their, on uh, Avengers mansion or whatever it yeah, was yeah um that that was incredible like uh, at that point i was like oh they're really in trouble here yeah and, and here's i'll go back now that i radio folks uh got the quick one <laughs> because i felt bad <laughs> we got to the end of like we're still a ways off here <coughs> so okay back to where i was saying so, so hulk uses the uses the gauntlet snaps and then everything it doesn't happen immediately i think i think everyone thought they would just all show up right yeah but he snaps everyone back into existence. Uh, but then, basically, uh, Scott Lang looks out the window, and then all of a sudden, Thanos' ship had appeared at some level and just fires this missile through and just explodes like, an, I don't want to say nuclear bomb, but like... He doesn't waste any time. Like, he comes out of the, the um, quantum realm yeah. and just immediately just starts, starts firing. bombarding him. Yeah. And to the point... To the point where... It blows up all of the Avengers mansion tower, not tower, but like their complex. I mean, I thought a couple of them were dead, but they're like, not. Yeah, like it was like yeah. hilarious. Like yeah. to me, they it all was survived. like I'm like, well, that was kind of pointless. Like even the human ones, like even like Barton, like I mean, Rocket is pretty durable, but he's still just a a raccoon. He's a raccoon that can talk. Like, like I mean. So you know, I yeah, I, I mean, to be fair, Thor was like um, holding up, uh, shri- not shrapnel, but like uh, pieces of the building. Hulk was too. Oh, over the over their heads. Yeah, to and, save Hulk, them, and, but, and Hulk was too. So and, and Raccoon almost died. Like he had like a he was like a on, piece falling, but he's yeah. Rocket Raccoon, so he's, he'll be fine. <laughs> um, Hawkeye awakens. At this point, nobody has died. Like uh, Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow, the only was, person yeah. that, that, that that is gone. And, and I'm telling you, folks. The way they discuss it, oh, she's gone. Now they yeah. are gonna. They already have started pre-production on her movie. I don't know when that'll be set, but like they're going to do a Black Widow movie. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they are, and which is good. I think it's great. It'd be a period film then, like from the past. Yes, I, I don't. I don't know. I need to look that up. But, um, but anyway, so they um are under attack now. Thanos is raining them down. He has all these creature. He has all the Chitari soldiers. Yeah. He has his uh. What's the name of his children? Thanos' children. Uh, Ebony Maul and all all those characters are there. The uh, Obsidian Order. I think okay. Was, I think it was the name of them. And they, um, they are, uh, they're, they're there. It basically is not looking good now for the Avengers. It's like, went from like, everything is fixed to... They're heavily outnumbered. Now we're outnumbered. Yeah. Um, they have this battle... Really cool scenes are coming up here, and here's the cool scenes. Um, they kind of regroup enough to get together to know they have to go on the offensive and attack Thanos. Now, Thanos comes down from his ship. Now, remember, this is 2014 Thanos. He doesn't really know, like don't know all these people. There, you know, there, there are things he's just he's shown up here because he knows about their plan based on the. Uh, Based on the memories and the in- information from uh, Nebula's, you know, software brain, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And she, uh, and, and so he basically then teleports down from the ship or comes down from the ship and just sits out waiting for them, basically. Yeah. 
everyone, his armies are attacking, and he's just waiting. He's got his armor on and this big, gigantic, double-edged sword thing, which looks really cool, by the way. Yeah, I liked his weapon. Um, and so he's just sitting there. Uh, Captain America, Thor, uh, Iron Man kind of walk out looking at him. It's a really cool scene, by the way. And yeah. it's like, what's he been doing? Like, they're just looking at him. What's he been doing? And he's just like, Nothing. Captain America's like, he's just sitting there. Yeah. Like, he's not moving. He's not moved. He's just waiting. And so they're like, well, we've got to attack him. So let's go attack him, right? So um, Thor reaches his hand out uh, and reaches then reaches the other hand out and gets... Oh, by the way, when he went back to... Um, not Valhalla. I always say that. Asgard. Yeah. Sorry. Valhalla, by the way, is Viking heaven. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, when he goes to uh, Asgard, he was able to get Mjolnir his hammer. Meow, meow. Meow, meow. <laughs> He gets Meow Meow. And so Mjolnir, he gets it, and he also has Stormbreaker. So he has two weapons now, basically. I loved it. Yeah, yeah it's it, awesome. It's like dual wield. So he's dual wield like <laughs> on some video game, right? Uh, Captain America's got a shield. Iron Man's got his like bleeding edge armor. He's got, like, he's got his, his highest upgraded armor. And it's really funny. If you watch that first Iron Man movie, I'm not talking about his original armor he made in the, you know, the uh, Afghanistan cave or whatever he made yeah. it in. But I'm talking about his original armor, Mark I armor. Like... This stuff that he has now is like unbelievable. Yeah, like nanites and all the stuff. He well, has. I think one of the coolest moments was when he's like, he was like, Thor hit me, and he like opened up like a cavity like in the back on his back basically, yeah. and like lightning shoots through him and like emits like seventeen lasers. I was like, yeah. dude, this is awesome. Like a video game. Yeah, yeah. And so anyway, they start attacking him, and uh, Thanos ends up getting the upper hand, and then all of a sudden, you see. Mjolnir laying on the ground and you see a hand come down and pick it up and it's not Thor and Thor looks up and has this look on his face this smile on his face which was awesome mm -hmm. and in the theater I watched it in people started just, just yeah. clapping when this yeah. happened same with my Captain theory. America picked up Thor's hammer and then proceeded to beat the, the crap, crap. <laughs> Out of Thanos. It was awesome. It's pretty it was now, one of the coolest moments. And here's the thing about Thanos. Thanos eventually punches him and knocks him off. Yeah, yeah. Right? But for a while there, like, he was just, like, oh. hitting him, like, three times Wait. a second. And, and you I think was about, like, dude. Back to the prior movie, like, he couldn't do anything against Thanos. Yeah, yeah. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Thanos then beats him up and breaks that shield like ends up breaking his shield like he has a nice shield it's made of vibranium it's really nice well and, and we've been taught that vi like nothing can cut vibranium like yeah, it's so the that, strongest metal that out. weapon that thanos has yeah, is, he, pretty is boss. unbelievable yeah. yeah um so he then uh he's down and out and he's been hit hard and there's a preview in the previews there's that face he's making and you didn't know why he was making the face he's making it's kind of like some blood in between his teeth and he looked like really you know and that's what it that's what it was. It was that scene. So he's going face to face again with Thanos, but the armies now are coming in basically to the point where you're like, Well, how are they gonna overcome this? It's like thousands of the Chitari soldiers, all of this uh obsidian order, those people. And then you see it this uh yellowish circle forms, basically the Doctor Strange circle. Wong comes well, no no no. Black Panther walks through first yep yeah and um so they walk through and then uh <clears throat> those circles start forming everywhere else well there's like 20 of them at some one point right. i was like yes yes and so they all basically all the people that were snapped away now have actually returned 
and they all come back for battle. And honestly, they just start to eradicate Thanos' people. There is a really weird scene where all all of the women in the movie... Yes, I know exactly what oh, you're Oh, just about. so happened yeah. they all end up... At the same spot, you, you know what Caitlin said at that point. Like she actually like shouted over. I was like, Shh, you know, we're watching, we're at the Alamo. You can't talk. But she was just like, she's like, because women are awesome. <laughs> I I thought it was a little bit like, okay, great, good job. I'm surprised there wasn't. I'm just a girl playing in the background, like yeah. Captain America, where you're like. <laughs> Okay, guy. Okay, male directors. We understand. It, it was They're tough. It was great. cool. Like I, I think one of the biggest gripes about the whole the series in general has, has been, been no the, women. Yeah, all the heroes are white males basically, and so yeah. like it, it was cool to see you know like all the women from the whole yeah, series and I'm like, cool kicking butt together. All know? those women in that scene too, like <laughs> like um, Nebula was there, Gamora was there, Valkyrie Pe- Pepper was, was there, there. Pepper like, yeah, it was Pepper cool. had her armor on had yeah. her uh, armor on um who else am i leaving out black oh oh by the way by the freaking way here scarlet witch comes back dude and kicks okay butt. and here's what i'm gonna say about scarlet witch okay and if you guys have never read comic books or don't really know how powerful scarlet witch is now you're getting this weird version of scarlet witch scarlet witch in the comic books is magneto's daughter yeah like scar uh uh she and Quicksilver. Quicksilver is the son, and Scarlet Witch is the daughter of Magneto from the X-Men, or the bad guy from the X-Men. And so she is unbelievably powerful, like to the point where there's this uh, one comic run called House of M. And yeah, in House of, of M, series. Yeah. well, she basically is like eradicates the all of reality. Yeah, with three words. She says, no more mutants, and then all the mutants are gone. Because that's them. how powerful she is. Yeah, she's extremely and so, powerful. So in this... Like you've never got to really like it's almost like I, I did feel like it was kind of almost like a um, coming of age thing for her in this in these movies. There are points up to this point where I'm like, are we looking at Dazzler? Yeah, from the comic exactly. Books? I mean, she's just like throwing sparks out. And she in the first <laughs> she's jubilee in the first yeah just jubilee in the first couple mo- in the first movie she did do the kind of mind trick thing a little bit yeah and that's on par that makes sense but like this is a like a highest she, level she's mutant. unleashed like her her eyes turn blood red yeah and i was just like okay okay we're gonna see her and really- you mentioned this earlier about thanos raining down on okay and here's why he had to because literally scarlet witch had him beat like she is like crushing his armor yeah. and he's going to be gone yeah and that's how powerful she is right because yeah. she's mad at him which this is really funny because she was like um you took everything from me, blah, blah, blah. Because Vision, who she'd fallen in love with, he basically killed it. And this this is Thanos from 2014. He doesn't under He's like, yeah. I don't even know who you are. Yeah, yeah. Which is true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> anyway, so I just pulled that out of my ears. <laughs> so long story short, uh, that was a pretty cool scene. And yeah. so then Thanos ends up raining all this stuff down. That evens it out a little bit. Uh, but then who shows up? Captain Marvel. Oh, dude, flies so, so through, awesome. Flies through his ship and just destroys his ship. Yeah, in like five seconds. Like a ship that in <laughs> the first movie we're like, well, we can't stop that. Here's I almost wonder, uh, like, uh, so earlier, uh, 15 minutes ago, I said, like, you know, one of the weirdest things is that Captain Marvel just wasn't in the movie very much. I almost wonder if they had to do that because she's basically Superman. Like, she can single-handedly probably take on Thanos, just her versus him. Now, they had a little fight scene there, and he did get the upper hand at one point. Yeah, that's true. That's hard. true. Yeah. But she did destroy his ship, 
and then basically single-handedly like no one else even touched that shit amazing yeah so i almost feel like they probably just felt like they had to bring her in at the very last second because she just would have wrecked shot before that and you think about this the the uh captain america captain Captain america captain marvel movie was set in what the mid 90s yeah so i mean that's 20 almost 20 what 20 or five years 20 years later yeah plus 20 plus years later how much more powerful would she have been oh, in this right. movie? You know, right. and her hair was shorter, so that, you that know, did help. That made her tougher. Um, so basically, then uh, she fights. She does. He gets the upper hand at one point because she's. Oh, well, stop! Before this, I skipped this part too. The uh, there was this whole chase, 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 chase scene. Oh, with the uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Running away from these demon dog things, he's carrying. <laughs> Which the, we never got a really good look at, by the way. It was right. really weird. They were shadowy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they had. He had the uh, Stark Tech gauntlet that had the Infinity Stones in it, and uh, they're. Uh, he's running, and they. Uh, he ends up. Uh, Spider Man takes it over. Yeah. Right. Spider Man gets a ride with about four or five other people. Yeah. At one point. Yeah. Valkyrie on a horse or on a. Pegasus. He he rides uh, Stormbreaker for a while. <laughs> he rides Stormbreaker for a while, um, and then a number of other things. Captain Marvel takes him closer to Stark. Which, by the way, couldn't have Captain Marvel at any point just put the thing on and be like snap and then yeah. Right? I would think she'd be able to survive it, but it ends up getting to out. It ends up falling short, going to uh, in between Stark and Thanos, of course, and they both run for it. Thanos grabs it first. Captain Marvel tries to pull it off his hand at one point. Yeah. He ends up throwing her off, punching her. Before he can snap again, though, uh, uh, Stark grabs hold of it again. Now, remember, when you put the stones in the gauntlet, there's this power surge through your body, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, I've got the gauntlet on, and I've got this power, right? It's Mm -hmm. E-Man. I have the power. power. So when you take him out, you don't, don't you, feel that? Yeah. <laughs> he snaps even though he doesn't have those stones in there. Yeah. But he didn't know. Yeah. But yeah. I, no, I, wouldn't I you be you. like, what? Oh, what? Um, so anyway. we skipped over one of my favorite lines from yeah, this whole me. last battle thing is um, Doctor Strange and Iron Man have this little chat. By the way, there was a lot of talking on the battlefield. Like uh, people were just like, 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 oh, uh, Peter Quill, so good to see you. I know, yeah, like, they all start like, coming back. Um, yeah. Okay, this is probably not the best time to chat. But um, anyways, at one point, one of the chats that happens on the battlefield is uh, Stephen Strange and Tony Stark was so good. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he's like, hey, you know, you said there was like a 1 in 14 million chance that, that we were going to win this. Um, how, how are we going to win this? And he, he utters one of the best lines in the movie. He says, um, if I told you what will happen, it won't happen. And then that is why, like at the very end, Stephen kind of nods to Tony and he just holds up a number one. One, one finger. Yeah. And then Tony goes, he like just nods. He's like, I, I know what I have to do. But like basically what he was saying like is if you knew that you were going to have to give your life to save everybody, you probably won't. So or I'm, you not, I'm not going to tell you. Or he would have tried to find a way to avoid to that avoid, and then yeah. that would have screwed something yeah. up. So it was, uh, Dr. Strange is super smart. Yeah. Like, yeah. The way that he just like orchestrated this whole thing. So, so. at this point, like uh, the actual Infinity Gauntlet was the one that Thanos put on. No, Thanos had his own. He'd put the stones in it. 
Stark had his gauntlet, puts then he steals the stones, put him in hit, snaps, and that snap eradicates all of all of Thanos' army. And Thanos. And Thanos. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. One snap. To dust. To dust. So um then we And then Tony, of course, dies. Tony is dead. Yeah. Like he's incinerated, basically. Right. Now he has like a couple goodbyes. Says bye to Spider-Man, says bye to Pepper Potts, says bye to Rhodey. Um, then we segue to his funeral. Uh, and, you know, the the standard people you figure would be there are standing around at the funeral. Um, then they, uh, basically then, after the funeral, they're standing around. Or maybe it's later at a later date. No, it's after the funeral. <clears throat> no, no. They had sent, this is what it was, they had make a makeshift time travel thing, and this is the weird part. We've got to get the stones back. Remember, the ancient ones said we've got to replace all these things. So right. they're, they're on loan. They're on loan. You, you, you have two weeks. So you got to send them back. Otherwise, you'll incur fines. You don't want to do yeah, all that. Yeah, we don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah, we don't want that problem to happen. So anyway, they gave this little suitcase. It's got all the stones. Take them back, and then you'll, you know, it'll seem like You'll you'll take all the time you need. To us, it'll take seconds. It'll be we'll send you, then we'll bring you right back. Yeah. But to you, you know, because this is how magical pin particle time travel works. And uh, they send him, and he doesn't come back. Which that part I understood, because um, the rules of time travel have to be explained in every movie, right? Um, in this movie, the rules of time travel is that any change to the timeline creates a new timeline, and then once that timeline has been resolved, it disappears, right? Like it, it gets, um, at one point, um, Captain America says, I get it, cut off all the branches. So like basically the the branch that they created, you know, with this whole Thanos thing um, gets cut off, right? So I, I, when he didn't come back, I was like, okay, well, he can't come back. There's no way for him to, he doesn't exist in this universe anymore. He went back to the, before the divergence where there was two timelines, he went back before that and then gave them the stones, which means that, you know, that, that other timeline was never created to begin with and they get to live out the rest of their days. And then the original timeline is still in place. But then at the very last second, he is there. Like he yeah. just waits it out 70 years or whatever it well, is. And so I, I was like, he should be gone. Like there's, he doesn't exist in that timeline anymore. Right. And yet he's sitting there on a the bench. I was just like, Oh, come on. So um, Th- don't, don't establish rules and then break them in the same movie. Yeah. For movies. Really stupid. Um, so then basically though, Peter Parker goes back and I'll come back to Captain America. Cause that is a real problem. Um, they, um, uh, Peter Parker ends up back at his high school. Big question mark. And ho- I hope they st- I hope they explain this in the Spider-Man movie and don't just go, oh, you're still in high school. Yeah. Now you're like 20. Like all your classmates are 20 and out of school now. Yeah. Like you're like 15 in, your first, in the first movie. And now you're back. And, that, and granted, maybe in some scenario, he is only that old. And maybe they do let him finish. But that's not anything to do with... Do, do you think the, the vanished age during those five years... I mean, like, like bodily, like, is he the same age? I don't as know, he didn't have a high school degree, though. I know, but like, I, I wonder if he's still sixteen or whatever age he's supposed to be in homecoming. I don't know. Um, That'll be interesting. That 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 was my assumption was that because like um, 
I forget his name, uh, the, his friend from high school, whatever. He yeah. he sees him and gives him a high five or whatever. Right. Like they and both he look, apparently disappeared too. Yeah, they they both like look the exact same age. I would think that there would only be an age difference between the vanished and the non-vanished. There would be a five. Yeah. Year so gap. like if like Flash Thompson, you know, from the movie, let's yeah. say he didn't get snapped and he right. survived, they would have aged for five. He years. would be older. Yeah. He'd be he'd be older. Yeah, so. I I bet that's probably how they explain it. The the vanished basically don't age during that those five years. So, um, and then um, what else am I thinking of? The other other situations. Hawkeye. There's quite a bit of Hawkeye epilogue. gets back with his family, of course. Um, Thor is going to become a, he wills basically the new Asgard. By the way, which new Asgard is in Norway? He yeah. wills it basically to Valkyrie, says you're the new queen of Asgard. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to go be myself, and I'm going to go with the. I've got at least I've got a ride. He hops in with the Guardians of the Galaxy, and by the way, one of my favorite things in the whole movie is whenever Peter Quill's like, "No, we just know we know who the leader is, right?" <laughs> he's like, "Well, of course we know who the leader is." Their power struggle. Of course is, we do. Their power struggle is so funny. Of course we um, do, and he's like, uh, and Peter Quill's like, you know, I, I'm the leader. <laughs> sure, of course you are. And a line I would have never even thought to write was was one of the best lines in the movie when when Thor was like he's like so the Asgardians of the galaxy right <laughs> I was like dude that's genius that's so, so, so good. good yeah it's awesome um, I mean so Thor is in the next Guardians movie uh, which would be great I would love that uh, and um, Gun what's his name that's back Sean Gun Sean Gun is back yeah which would be good I think that would yeah. be positive um, back to Captain America. Because this is the part that everyone will, everyone already, the people that I list, that I listen to reviews for, they're all like, ah, I'm not sure on this one. Captain America shows back up after Tony's funeral, or is it at? No, no, it's right. It's literally right after they send him back, right? Yes. And he's sitting there on this bench. Yeah, he's super old, but he's old, and he apparently went back in time. Because they show it at the very end of the movie. Yeah. Him slow dancing. The door's cracked open. So that he just got he just got there. <laughs> and he's slow dancing with Peggy Carter. Yeah. Which I like that Did you ever watch the Peggy Carter TV show? I did. I, it was I, good. I, I didn't get I, the very second far season was good. The second yeah. season was really good. First season it was slow at times. I still liked it. The second season was was really good. Haley Atwell was in the final credits. She's great. Yeah. She's phenomenal. They also didn't do this with that. Okay, so okay, he's going back in time. Great. I want to see her reaction when he shows back up. Yeah. No, we're just slow dancing to <laughs> whatever we're just slow dancing to. Too many things to wrap up, I guess. I I don't know. Some of that that stuff had to have been just yeah. cut for time. So then he's sitting on this bench, and he's got he's got a wedding ring on his hand, and uh, that he said he didn't want to talk about it, which is fine. And but then he he wills. He wills his uh, Captain America mantle to Sam Wilson. That's another comic book nod. Okay, Falcon, which is great. I, I think that's fine. That would be awesome. In the comics, Sam, Sam Wilson becomes Captain right. America. Right, and he, he should. He should. And I didn't have any problem with that. I just, why didn't you do that before you took off? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Well, I guess maybe he thought he was coming back. But Do, do you think he just chose not to come back? Like, he probably knew it all along. Was he so Bucky said bye. The way Bucky said bye was like, I'm gonna miss you. Yeah, that's true. And he knew. Yeah, one way trip. He knew what he was gonna do. Yeah. Anyway, so there you go. No, no post credit scene. 
other than that was really weird. I like I was like, hey guys, we, we can't leave. And we then, left because I I'd heard from a yeah. couple different people that there was same thing with Grant. He's like, there's no, there's nothing after the credits. Yeah, I was like, wow. So anyway, there it is. Um, what did you what did you like about it? Um, one of the there wasn't a lot of action throughout the movie, but the heist stuff I thought was really good. That was that was that's why Ant Man, the first Ant Man movie, is one of my favorite movies in the franchise. I love a good heist in like a time heist. Time heist <laughs> that they called it was really cool. Um, I, I liked all the you know playing with um the timeline. You know, like oh, we're gonna do things differently than the, what you know them of like the actual events how they transpired from the previous movies. You know, monkeying around with stuff, hail Hydra, that kind of stuff. Cap versus Cap was really cool really we, didn't, we didn't talk about that at all but um that was a great fight scene we're just watching the two of them go at yeah, it yeah like past past version of version of himself from which which movie which avengers um, avengers the first was avengers. the first avenger first avengers captain america uh the one that was given out you know with a street level guy giving out directions during that battle scene yeah that, that version of captain america and Ma, and current Together, America fighting um, each other. I love. I loved watching Hulk. Um, they're like, they're like, hey, since there's two Hulks in this, you know, Battle of New York scene, uh, you probably ought to smash some stuff on your way over there, whatever. And he's like, uh, just kind of like nonchalantly, like, just so like, like, like picking up a car and then dropping it. <laughs> yeah, he's like so like over it. Really yeah, it was, I mean, he's just changed a lot. Hulk smash. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, man, so many good lines. Um, I, I love that we got to see every character. Like, I, even characters that we didn't see in Infinity War were in this movie. So, um, I thought it was great. I, I'm a, a huge Spider-Man fan, so I, I wanted more Spider-Man. But um, you can't really complain, right? Like, the story was just so good. Yeah, it was solid. The, the one, my one complaint, and it's hard, and I understand. Like, it's it's tough to not do what you do what they did on this. And it's I don't know what else they would have done. The time travel stuff gets a little bit wonky, and it's hard to control. Like it's like, hey, we we could have, you know, we 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 can travel in time to get these pin particles, but we can't go save uh, uh, Black Widow though. Just, yeah. just can't save her. I read one 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 website that was talking about. Um, I wish I could give them credit, but I don't remember which one it was. But they were saying, um, so Captain America goes back. I'm talking at the very end of the movie. Bruce Banner sends him back. You got to put the stones back in their place. Uh, you know, return the the books books you borrowed. Um, mm. And uh, and so he lives the rest of his life, but he doesn't like go get Bucky Barnes. Oh my or gosh. Like, like there's so many things. He knows he so many do. things. I, I, yeah. I told like him. Knowing, knowing what you today. know, knowing what you know about Steve Rogers, he just lives the rest of his life. Oh my like, gosh. Just working at the sawmill. He like, can't turn that off. Yeah. <laughs> there's no way he could turn that off. <laughs> really weird. Yeah. I, so everyone was expecting, I mean, uh, the actor, Chris Evans, mm-hmm. uh, Chris Evans, um, had announced it was public information. This is my last film. I, I'm not. I'm not coming back after this. So everyone thought, oh, he's going to die. He he will definitely die in this movie. Well, and a lot of people were saying, will Iron Man die? I, so Iron Man dies, and then Captain America doesn't die. So that was a big twist that a lot of people weren't expecting. I almost wish he had gone out fighting. Like as like yeah. that, that would have been a better ending yeah. for him. I, I think a lot of people wanted to see him get that, that finally get that dance with Peggy Carter and and you know the romance, romanticness of that that whole thing with kind of got a nice bow on it. But it just leaves so many more questions that I think people a lot of true fans are going to really wrestle with. Like why didn't he do this or that? So this is a lot of those situations. And then whenever he traveled back, how was he able to put the soul stone back? 
how's he able to give it back yeah, to he, so many hey uh, red skull who i hate uh you're my mortal <laughs> enemy uh we don't like each other whatsoever uh here's this soul stone back yeah so you can torture more people to come yeah it took it. it took like 12 of them to to get the stones but then just they just sent one guy back to put him back <laughs> okay um, I think one of the, the most fan servicey lines in the whole movie was um, the moment where you you know the twenty different orange circles pop in and you know now all like thirty of the Avenger characters are all together and then Captain America just says Avengers assemble yeah. and then they just yeah, exactly. you know, go into to battles awesome. like man like my my adrenaline was pumping Dude, it that, was it so. was really cool so it, it was a good movie like it was really you think good it was, you think it was a solid. Um, Wrap up of the first movie as good as you could do with that. Infinity War, yeah. So many moving parts, yeah, exactly. So many things to direct. I mean, I kind of crapped on several things, but overall, like, oh, I, what a fantastic easy film. for us to say too. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know about you. Now, I've directed a two hundred million dollar movie, but I've never directed mm. a three hundred fifty million dollar movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, it's too bad your movie never got released. Right. Well, it's Avatar Four: <laughs> uh, Return of the Navi people. Sorry. <laughs> uh do you have a couple favorite scenes my uh the favorite. captain america thing was so good yeah i just smiled the whole time that was happening uh it was awesome uh thor i honestly when i first thought saw fat thor so good i was just like no i was i was actually like oh man like yeah i kind of had this um and i want to say a uh a dude crush on the fact that he is so ripped and yoked. right but like i'm just like so impressed by an actor that can get that just jacked up chiseled yeah and he's a big dude and you know what i'm saying he's yeah. a big there's been a big if you see chris hemsworth before thor to now and even now like he's bigger now than he's ever been yeah uh and then for him to have to wear like a prosthetic C- yeah. the whole movie or cgi or <laughs> CGI whatever, or whatever was, they yeah. did yeah so anyway but good stuff uh we should mention this this is stanley's last cameo yeah and it was a cool one yeah, it was neat. It was in, when he went when they went to nineteen seventy. I don't know, shield office basically, or that yeah. is on a base. So anyway, Howard Stark. There were a lot of characters in here. They were uh, we haven't seen in any of the movies, and they they came back for this one. So yeah, I thought that was cool. It was a good wrap up. It, it felt like a good conclusion to the last eleven years. Yeah, like we've built up to this point, and now we're just gonna nice a, a nice pretty bow wrap a nice pretty pretty bow around it. Mm-hmm. This is it. We're moving on with. Hopefully X Men, Fantastic Four, all that kind of stuff. Something, so, and hopefully transition may- point. Maybe the alternate timelines will allow for them to easily plug in the X Men stuff, where it's not like yeah. this. Like, oh, where were you the whole time? With um, <laughs> with, with Tony Stark dead and Captain America either dead or obviously not in co- in commission anymore. Uh, the Avengers, as we know it, is is pretty much done i mean that i think you'll see more of thor you might see more of bruce banner who knows where, where he's going to go from here um black widow's gone i think hawkeye's probably just resigned like i i think you're gonna i i, th- I think there may be a different avengers but it'll be weird to isn't hawkeye getting a tv show yeah, on disney plus yeah so i think you'll see some of these characters in other forms but i don't know that we see movies with these characters in them again <sighs> but you could I could see a team up thing, but I'd I'd be interested to see what that even looks like. Especially, I'd be, I'd be I, more interested in like the Hulk appearing with the X Men or something. The like Guardians that. of the Galaxy stuff with 
I would, love, I would love to see more That'll Guardians. That'll be interesting to see what happens with Thor. I'd love to see more Captain Marvel. Like, I, they need to do a sequel with her or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that'd be cool. So, uh, well, very good. Phil, thanks for doing this. Yeah, it was fun. It was good. Um, a long episode, honestly, which makes sense. I mean, it's a really long, it's a long movie, movie. So, um, folks, uh, tell us what you think. Uh, I haven't said this yet, but uh, on uh, on this episode, but we are having two things, two things I want to talk about. Um, first, uh, we're doing a for the month of May. We're doing a uh, fifty dollar Amazon gift card giveaway, and here's how you enter in this mega sweepstakes. Uh, you go to Apple Podcasts. I want you to uh, subscribe first, and then I want you to rate and review our show. Give us five stars. Uh, review it, and then at the bottom of your little review of your little write-up, put hashtag HMP so I know you know, wink, wink, that you're entering this this uh, contest. Um, and then all I want you to do is I want you to take a screenshot of that review and then email that screenshot to jack at the horrible movie podcast.com. Uh, that's jack at the horrible movie podcast.com. And that's going to get you entered in the May drawing uh, for a $50 Amazon gift card. You can get all the beanie. Oh, I just knocked that out. You can get all the beanie babies and all the uh, Swiss roll cakes. You can imagine <laughs> from little Debbie. <laughs> and uh, the other thing I want to tell you about is this. Um, do you like ghost stories, Phil? Because uh, you can say yes or no. You may not. Um, not really. Okay. I enjoy a good ghost story. I also enjoy um, strange and spooky podcast stuff. Uh, I this past it, it, it dropped on Thursday of this past week, and um, I made an appearance telling a ghost story, my one ghost story, on uh, Jim Harold's campfire, and it is a doozy of a story. Um, it's a pretty weird story. Um, I don't know how to explain it, and it's a legitimate thing. And Jim was so nice to have 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 me on there, but it's I think it's episode three hundred ninety six. Jim Harold is like pioneer in podcasting. Wow, started podcasting in two thousand five. Phil, wow, like before. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Where, yeah, where there are iPods, it, he does it for a living. <laughs> he has like six or seven different shows he does. Yeah, smart guy. Cool. Uh, good show. Jim Harold's campfire. Um, I think I'm like the fourth story on that episode. Uh, they're short, like ten minute. 10 minute deals but it's fun it's, cool. it's not doing so Jim Harold's uh, Campfire check it out it's anywhere you get podcasts uh, so there you go that's it long episode th- thanks for doing this Phil I appreciate it uh, we had some technical stuff getting everything set up I know that's a pain in the rear but Phil is literally the uh, he is literally the Jarvis I'm the C- the Stephen Strange you're the Stephen is that what you want to be yeah okay you're the Stephen Strange the one in 14 million chance that <laughs> we could get this to work today, and it did. So, very good. Thank you, Phil. Miller, say thanks. Thanks, and I'm going to use my Okay, bed. all right, here we go. So, <laughs> we'll see you guys soon. Thanks so much. Uh, Excelsior. The Horror Movie Podcast is heard weekly on great stations like 88.1, KZ88, South Central Missouri's Public Radio, 104.1, Caps Media in Ventura, California, 103.5, WADR, Janesville, Wisconsin, and 105.5, KFGM, Missoula, Montana, from Missouri to Missoula. 
The Horror Movie Podcast is available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at the thehorrormoviepodcast.com.